The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season 2 of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy! Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's I am livid. I cannot believe you would open with Elmer Fudd realness. Look for the record with me on the cover. Who is that? Uh, it's from a skit in a Built to Spill album. <laughs> it's the voice at the end of the skit. And I use skit in the terms of like like a rap album. Welcome to Couples Therapy, everyone. I am Naomi. I'm Andy. And we are still a real life couple. <laughs> are you real... rethinking that? <laughs> yep. A real-life couple of comedians and on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship. I, not to, not to get in, I'm, I'm just feeling excited now. I, mean, I know. I guess I will apologize for that voice. No, you don't really have to, but you do have to accept roasting. You got, <laughs> hey, you know what, that's, that date number one. You were like, you're going to be roasted if we, if we are together forever. It's, uh, it's one long roast battle. But from one side. <laughs> a one-sided battle. A one-sided rose battle. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little giddy. I had this idea, Naomi. Not to get too indie rock, but um, the la- the, uh, before Guided by Voices broke up in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. there were like four okay albums. Ooh. And I was like, what if I took the best songs from those four okay albums? Yeah. And then made one great album out of them. Ooh. That's my new project. I've been trying to <laughs> I've been listening to the albums and making notes, which are definites, which are maybes. Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna sequence it. Oh, wow. That's and so I'm just like, I'm full of energy for the first time in since we, <laughs> since we moved to Los Angeles. This is the happiest you've ever felt, would you say? Yeah. I am wow. on cloud nine. Wow, wow. Well, you know what? Superstore coming back soon. So, you know, so unfortunate that I couldn't be part of your greatest happiness, but I'm also glad you found it. I'm also glad that you have something that you are into right now. Yeah, because the opposite uh, emotion would be the emotion that I felt uh, when we were in New York and recording (laughs) this episode. So if you don't know, if you're not a longtime listener to the show, uh, we just did at the beginning of uh, August two sold out shows in New York and... Uh, the first of which was not recorded. Uh, we got there to uh, the venue that we usually love, um, Union Hall, and to find uh, the sound guy showing up about five minutes before we opened the doors. And we're like, 
so you know what the show is and you know what we have to do and we, you know we have to record it it's a podcast and uh his face turned white he... white like a uh supremacist <laughs> he looked so confused he was like what uh i don't do that and it was like literally that's the only reason why we here cuz y'all do that and so um as he attempted to figure out how to make it happen and we made frantic calls trying to f- to the people in charge trying to figure out, you know, can this be fixed? Will it be done? Um, the answer, no. <laughs> the answer, no. I mean, you guys, this is one of the reasons I would say you got to come see the show. If you are ever in our city that we're performing in, you got to come see it. Because you know what? An episode is not promised. Okay? No day is owed to us in this life. And no podcast episode may come. But you are very lucky to have the... Sets we do have from our late show. The late, I mean, look, both shows were amazing. I mean, oh, top to bottom. I cannot wait for you to hear the sets from today, uh, from the late show today, uh, on this episode. But uh, it's a bummer because the first show was also great. It was a, so great. A part of Nontrella. Uh, Chris Gethard. Uh, the the Gene Gray. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. Top to bottom. So many funsies, and unfortunately, we do not have that content, but you guys, you know what? We soldier on. We power through. But the fury we felt <laughs> in that moment. Imagine, like, going to do whatever your job is, and uh, the integral thing to do your job, uh, someone fucked up, and it's no longer there. Yeah, it's pretty easy to imagine. <laughs> pretty easy to imagine. And, and you still have to do your job, and your brain is panicking. And, you know, I think especially when the key to any live show is, you know, energy and positivity. I think, Andy, I think it was some of your finest work because you were livid. You were red with rage. And you know what? We got on that stage and we did what we had to do. And we at no point turned on each other, which is very important. I think that means we're really going to be able to survive the climate wars. So it's, you know, we didn't turn on each other in our darkest hour. Thank God. Yeah, we'll turn our rage onto other people. I mean, the climate wars... It'll be all about like bashing in people's heads with a rock in order to get a drop of water. <laughs> well, I'm gonna buy one of those life straws that let you drink out of a puddle. Hmm. I'll make sure to get them for both of us. Apparently, it filters the water. I'll make sure it's uh, not a paper life straw. <laughs> Andrew, it's gotta have a filter, so you know it's real Guys, thick. The, these paper straws, these paper straws, these liberals, these liberals want you to use these paper straws. I don't like this character. My, oh. my uh, Rush Limbaugh, my shitty Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, you guys. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts, patriots. <laughs> God, we. what if the show took a hard right turn <laughs> into right-wing radio? It'd be so funny because you'd be by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm saying you have to be on board, too. So it's both uh, of us. Oh. So I'm so giving yeah, you Candace like Owens. Candace Owens. Okay. Yes. yes Hello, yes. patriots. Only drink red, white, and blue water. (laughs) So, guys, we have some great sets for you. But before we give you the sets, we wanted to tell you some sweet, sweet deets and dates. Okay? Um, Deets and dates. Deets and dates. Oh, my hammy flammy mammy. (laughs) Sorry. It's times where, like, see, and this is the thing, though. I'm not allowed to say anything because if I say anything, Andy says I'm, like, sniping at him and it's not pleasant <laughs> to listen to. So I just have to, like, let it play out, but I can't respond. My truth. 
So anyway, this Saturday, if you love this witty repartee, you should come to a live show. The next one is this Saturday, September 7th, at the Virgin in Los Angeles. 8 p.m. What a lineup we got. Charles Lauriston, Ian Sarah Schaefer, Dan Van Kirk, and Ryan Sickler. Wayne Fetterman, and a friend of his. Mm-hmm. Although he used friend in quotes in the email, so <laughs> maybe a friend of me. And, uh, of course, Will Miles and Langston Kerman, two of our old friends. They've been on the show before. Yes. They've so. been on the show separately, and now they'll come together. They're super funny. Both writers for Southside on Comedy Central. Uh, it'll be a real good night. So, so yeah. If you live in L.A., uh, you can get tickets on our website, uh, CouplesTherapyPod.com, under CS Live. Naomi, what else can you do at the website? Well, also, honey, while you're on the website, you can sign up for our Patreon. You'll get two bonus episodes a month. Just me and Andy, chilling on the couch, getting into it. Also, you can uh, see the call-in number. I mean, there's like multiple places you can see the call-in number, including our Twitter bio. Right. Uh, And I'm going to give it to you right now. Uh, Every once in a while, we do episodes where we give listener advice, where we answer listener uh, advice questions, relationship stuff, other things, (laughs) uh, whatever you want to call and ask us about. Uh, we got some great ones coming up, some great guests coming up. Uh, Felicia Day is going to be on. We're going to answer questions. Yeah, we're going to have- Ira Madison. Yes. So, you know, if you want either of them to a- answer your questions, give us a ring. We will play your question on the show. 323-524-7839. Woo, baby. Uh, and before we get into the meat of the show, Naomi, I think, I think you have some live dates coming up of your own. Absolutely. September. All My dear friends, if you are in the Santa Fe, New Mexico area, catch me at Cloud Top Comedy Festival on Thursday, September 12th. I'll be doing two headlining shows. The festival is going to be great. A lot of good comics in addition to myself. So go to cloudtopcomedy.com and check that out. Maria Bamford, Fortune Feimster, right? James Adomian. And then also, you guys, September 19th, I will be in Toronto performing at JFL 42, where I will be opening for Queer Eyes' Jonathan Van Ness. Oh. That's going to be a feel-good time. That's going to be a feel-good time. So if you're in T-Dot, as I think the cool kids call Toronto, get some tickets. Then the very next day, Friday, Saturday, September 20th and 21st, if you are in Vegas, I will be performing at the Life is Beautiful Festival at the Comedy Tent is going to be a lot of cool people. Also, again, opening for JVN. I'll also be doing a couple of other shows. Great comics are going to be there. Josh Gondelman, who you just heard on last week's episode. Nikki Glazer, Yamanika Saunders. It's going to be a real good time. So check that out, too. You know, I'm out in these streets. (laughs) I'm out in these streets. All right. Speaking of on these streets, (laughs) I don't know what that means, but it is a way of getting us to the next thing, which is our first set for today. Naomi, who are the wonderful comics. This first set comes from friends Dulce Sloan and Josh Johnson. They are hilarious comedians who both work on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Dulce's been named one of Variety's top 10 comics to watch, and she won the 2016 NBC Stand-Up Showcase. Her Comedy Central Half Hour debuts later this year. Josh has written for and appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and his half hour debuted in 2017, along with his album, I Like You. And honestly, I like you too, Josh. You guys give a listen. This one pops off. Roll it. Cool. <laughs> we've we've been friends for years now. Yeah, we met. Um, I oh, think like it's 20- Bridgetown. Was it Bridgetown? I think it was Bridgetown. I thought it was when we 
were doing NACA. No, 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 no. It was right after because you knew me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so I fucked I, that up. Yeah, because I rolled up to you. You were like, Josh, and I don't think that would have happened <laughs> if we hadn't have already met before. Absolutely right. Unless you're a cool. psychic. Then. Nah, uh, although I can spot a trash-ass dude at 50 paces. Um, <laughs> it's like a weird duel. I always lose. Um, yo, we did meet a bridge town. Were we on New Negroes together? Yeah, w- yeah, we were. Okay, Wait, was that the one where... Never mind, I can't say that on here. Um, no, we did meet at Bridgetown, but we didn't hang out that much at Bridgetown because no, you don't no. drink. No, no, I don't, I don't drink. I'm, I'm not a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, I didn't, not only does Josh not drink, Josh has never had alcohol. Yeah. What is this pure... pure yeah, what, what? you're right to scorn me, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. you've never told me why you've never had alcohol. Was it, like, an uncle or some shit? You're like, I don't need to follow in these footsteps. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We all have a drunk, because like we all came from the generations where like your parents had a bunch of siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, there's rich uncle, there's drunk uncle, there's the uncle they don't want to live around the kids. Um, yeah, yeah. For any reason, just guess. He's an asshole. Or yeah, a predator. I, I um, just, here's the thing. I was scared to, went before I could legally do it, uh, but that's then, when it's the most fun. Oh, no, I know. Everyone was having lots of fun around me. <laughs> This is also I, why I love talking to Josh. I, I um, also, my one cool uh, drug story, because I've never drank, I've never done a drug, but one time, when I was little, I took a lot of NyQuil. <laughs> Basically. Like I, how many cupfuls? Oh. A, a, a tumbler? Yeah. It was, I did damage that night. <laughs> Basically, I took some NyQuil and was like, this isn't work. I'm also, like, I shouldn't have been left alone with the NyQuil to begin with. But, like, you have black I, parents, I was like, so. yeah. And so I took some NyQuil and I was like, mm, that didn't work. So then I took some more NyQuil and I was like, I am still awake. So then I took some more NyQuil. <laughs> and then I was seeing all types of colors that I know don't exist in my room. And that's what I. <laughs> So that, this is why people will get fucked up on NyQuil, like yeah, if they can't yeah. get to like but real that's drugs. I, what I realized, I had too weak of a spirit for real drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, like I don't like weed. I've never liked the smell of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like how it makes me feel because if I ever smoke, because like I didn't really do it in high school because one of my homeboys was like, if I catch you smoking weed, I'm gonna kick your ass, and I was like, I believe you. So. Yeah. Although he was threatening me while rolling a blunt. Mm -hmm. So I was like, he definitely means it. So, and then like in like senior high school, I was like some 420 party. I'm hitting the ball and I see him. I'm like, ah! And I was like, oh, my bad. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you told me you saw me smoking weed? He's like, I don't even remember saying that. I was like, what the fuck? Because he smokes weed. Exactly. So, Another fun fact about him, very sweet guy, very great dude. He got jumped one time, and now his jaw sounds like a transformer every time he opens his mouth. It's fucked up. He's the greatest dude. His wife is so sweet. Um, that dude stopped me from catching an ass whooping one day, so I love him. But yeah, yeah. I never, because like anytime I would ever smoke weed, I always felt like my, my throat was numb, uh-huh. and I had a burp that wouldn't come out. So this anytime is I not sm- making me want to smoke weed. I don't want you to. Oh, okay. So for all of you that enjoy it, I, great. But because people are like you don't smoke weed, how did I smoke weed? And I was like, because I don't feel like I, I don't like sitting up 
I don't want to give somebody money to feel like I have gastrointestinal problems. Yeah. Or I'm crazy. Like, you should never feel... You've never in your life felt your esophagus unless you were choking. So, I don't want to be like, oh, I think it's gone. Like, I, feel, I feel like I want you to smoke weed in front of me now. <laughs> Only because I feel like your stories will be ten times better. Like, oh. they'll, be, they'll be interrupted with like, like, hey... I think I'm missing my esophagus. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this dude one time. <laughs> well, there is another time you feel your esophagus, but that's what's, when you're sick. I'm not, and you know, sucking a dick. But other than that, other than that, we try to make sure you don't get sick. Yeah. Um, but I was so glad when Josh started working at the show because I love talking to you. Oh, that's very kind. Because you're. <laughs> So now you can see why I love talking to him. Because every response is this, this is his face. Like, he always, yeah, he's always I very deadpan unless he's telling face. you a great story. Because, yeah. like, because the second time I met you was when we were at NACA. And mm -hmm. so, like, NACA's like this big, um, annoying convention where you pimp yourself in front of college students to make money. And so, I want, it's when you wanted to sound cute, but you're a hooker on the stroll. And so... <laughs> And I booked 40 colleges. So I'm out here <laughs> working. And uh, so we have these big gaps of time where there's nothing to fucking do. Like you do your showcase, you perform comedy in front of these little motherfuckers, and then you gotta wait for this thing called camp where you just, but then that's when you're out here on the stroll, you're literally in a booth going back and forth going, hey, I'll fuck you, I'll fuck, I mean, I'll come to your college and tell you jokes. So we had this big gap of time, so we were just in this convention center, and there was a restaurant, and we had like three hours to do nothing. Josh shows up, and the other comics didn't know him except for our friend JR, and Josh starts telling this about how Josh thinks he acts like an alien acting like a human being. Yeah, that's true. This I is what he like, thinks his personality is? I feel like an alien that came to Earth and took a black body, but didn't do any research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, I don't know what, I don't know what the wire is. I've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, just doing a lot of weird stuff. I, I. I think it's funny you think you're so weird because I don't. Oh. <laughs> I feel like they would disagree. Other than the fact that you always have on long sleeve shirts and it's summertime, that drives yeah, me absolutely nah, insane. I don't, I don't wear short sleeves. What is this voice? What do you mean? Is this your regular voice? I feel like oh it's like God. extra have deep you, right now. No, you, maybe I don't. I think I, the mic is just too close to my face. Maybe because it sounds like you're just trying to give us a real like, hey girl. Like I don't. No, no, I'm not trying to sleep with everyone. At <laughs> But like he's saying this, and there's this, uh, my friend sitting next to us. He looks at me, and goes, "What the fuck is this nigga talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he's Josh. He's great. And then, so like, cause it's cause we had to like we were like Grand Rapids, Michigan, and so my college agent just has a fucking I don't know harem of comics, and so <laughs> bitch gets money, and so. She um, was like, hey, because uh, it was like, it's expensive to go. You know, when you're starting to do this, you're not like, you don't have a lot of money. So I shared, I was hearing a hotel room with a comic that I really didn't know. And you and JR were sharing a hotel room. 
And so we've been hanging out, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to my hotel. And they both went, no, have a sleepover with us. It now, it might have been more manly. No, but no, it wasn't until just now that I realized my voice should be higher. Yeah. I think I'm getting sick. Um, guys, I'm really sorry. This is not my regular voice. <laughs> and I just realized it. No, I think you're just being like real like, even kids. No, I'm, I'm trying to not talk like this now and I can't stop. <laughs> like, like I'm, Do you understand why I asked him to do this with me? Cause like Naomi hit me up and I was like, hmm, I have friends. Who will I bring? Josh. Uh, I w I will say I love talking to you because you let me. So Dulcie's been around for a lot of my like um, like my more terrible dating moments and stuff. Like she like so I'll like tell her about the thing and it's like therapeutic to talk to her because she's a good listener. Thank but you so she much. will laugh right in your mouth if she thinks it's funny. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not in your mouth, in no, your you, face? You, you've laughed in my face so hard that it, some of the laugh went in my mouth. <laughs> you ain't shit, Josh. No, no, because for real. Like the, the letters ha, 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 like, like came out. No, like I swallowed a ha. Like, <laughs> Because this is, this is the other thing that, okay. So I told Dulce the story of the time that I didn't lose my virginity. <laughs> Basically, when I was in high school, I was supposed to lose my virginity because this girl asked me to come over and she was like, hey, my parents aren't home. You should come over. And I thought it was because it was like an emergency or something. Like I was like... That's how I lost mine. So my I mom was like, home. yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, she need me there. Her parents can't be there for her. Like, I need to step up right now. And so then, and and so then I get there, and and she's like, don't come through the front, come through the kitchen door in the back. And I'm like, okay, so I came through the back. Cause that's where emergencies happen. Yeah, and then I was like. I was like, what, what What? do you need me to do? And then she just started kissing me. And, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? Like, <laughs> clearly the emergency is already cleared up and I'm a hero. <laughs> the kitchen door didn't work and they just needed you to open it from the yeah, other side. Just open it from the other side so these people can get out, you know? And then, <laughs> like, there wasn't a fire, but there could have been. Right, you know? right. And so then we're making out and then she is like... Um, She's like undoing my pants and stuff, and then my pants fall and everything, and then like she and I'm I'm very I'm very hard by the way, like just very. Cause, I can cause only I, hope because all this is like happening so fast, and I wasn't expecting. It was like a Tuesday, and I was just like, I was, <laughs> and so, and so then she um she's we're making out, and then she grabs me by the penis, like wait, full on grab. Wait like, for it. And then she starts to like try to lead me to like lead me to I guess her room by like pulling my penis right like elephants which, you ever seen elephants like, where it's like tail to like to trunk yeah which does make me it makes me happy that I'm grabbable you know but like but I've met many like, a man who was not yeah so it's like good I, on you I was I was so she was pulling right which would normally be fine I'd be like well where's the journey you know what I mean but how um, old is she I guess we're both like 17. Yeah, that sounds like some dumb shit you do. And so, 
and so but my pants are down so as she's pulling me by the penis i can't get the gate in my feet <laughs> to like to take a real step and so i slip and uh and i slip on a grape and i in the kitchen and Did i just loose grapes in this bitch's kitchen As far as I can tell, there was one loose grape <laughs> in her kitchen. And so, so then I step on the grape and I slip and but your I- your pants are on your ankles. My pants are on my ankles. But then, yeah, she's holding my, and so, so my slip and I pull my groin because I, and then, but then she's still holding on to me all the way down. <laughs> And so then, but she, it was happening behind her. So she doesn't know why her hand is like, and so then she turns around and she's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, cause I wanted to look cool. <laughs> and so then we get up and I'm limping with my pants and everything. And she's like, are you all right? I was like, no, nah, I think I'm hurt. <laughs> I, I think I'm hurt. I need to go home. And so then I limped home and, uh, and, I, like, and I knew that, I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something serious was wrong. So then I just waited for my mom to get home. And, and then when she got home, I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want to be in trouble for something that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So, like, so then I waited till my mom got home and I, and I waited until she was like sitting in the living room. And then I... I tripped on our dog and then and then was like oh no i'm hurt in my groin i think i need to go to the hospital and so like i'll tell dulce stories like that like like while we're at lunch yeah surrounded by other people that we work with yeah so he's quietly telling me a story and i'm screaming so everybody knows what the fuck is this like? It'll be me and then Enoch, who's the makeup artist at the show. So he's like, yeah, so then I should have found a grape. And we're like, ah! And the thing is, like, black laughter scares white people. <laughs> Thank you, black lady in the front. Thank you for white people for acknowledging that you're cowards. So we're laughing, and a lot of these, like, Right above middle-aged white people, are think, I guess they think it's a coup. Like, they don't know what's happening. Yeah. They don't know why we're so happy. But every time we start laughing too much, so apparently one of them always has a question. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's talking. Shut up. I'm listening to the story. Because it, it's not, because it's like there's so much response from us, but Josh is giving you so little. <laughs> so everybody looks at me like, I started this shit. I'm like, ah, oh, don't say again. I'm like, no, it's Josh. I... <laughs> I did, I did promise that I would tell you a new one right now. Yes. Um, Do you want me to tell mine? Did yeah, you want I want me to you to tell yours okay. and then I'll tell mine because they're both pretty quick. Okay. So Josh's favorite story that I have, which I think is your favorite story because I just nonchalantly was telling it. Yeah, you told it like I tell a story. Right. And so, so basically, like when I got out of college, uh, I graduated college in May and of 2005. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm in my 30s. This didn't just happen. But thank you so much. I did matriculate from a university. Um, 
I said that at a show and this white woman goes, what's that mean? I was like, I graduated from college. Damn, lady, you didn't. So. Wow, wow. What? See, and he does that. So, because I tell these stories and they look at me and go, I'm like, what? So I know I told a good story if I have to go what at the end of it. So like, this is I like, oh, my mom's gonna be so mad. So like, so I got out of college and my mother was like, listen, you got two months and then you're gonna start paying rent. And I was like, ah, I need a white mom. So. Marianne Hill loves me. And so I'm like, fuck, I need a job. I just got out of school. And so somebody was putting up flyers around my apartment complex about like, you know, car, you know, car sales, whatever, you know, say habla espanol. I'm like, oh yeah, I speak that shit. So I call the number and I'm like, hey, I just got out of college. I'm looking for a job. I'm bilingual. And they're like, come now. We need more people that speak Spanish. And this is in Atlanta, by the way. So I'm there, I'm working there for a little bit and um, start running into some issues. Uh, the two scamming ass uncles who worked there <laughs> selling these ca used cars. Um, one of them, his name, one of them was named Thaddeus, uh, to let you know how old he is. Um, never saw him in pants that weren't wide legged. This or feels linen. like a ghetto fairy tale. Right. <laughs> But the place was owned by some African dude who was married to an American black lady. And so they have all the money and they won't give it to these two monsters. So, because they could never sell a fucking car because they're con men. So Thaddeus looks like, uh, you ever seen that Frosty the Snowman movie? Make his head too small and make him black. That's Thaddeus. <laughs> then the other motherfucker, I can't remember his name. Cause like, I don't know if you, like you've seen a snake in real life, right? Make it a person. So, this gangly ass, mid-tone, fucking six-foot red bone nigga is trying to sleep with me. I just got out of school. Now the sad part is this other girl who worked there, she like her mama kicked her out. She was living on her own. And I was like, yo, this nigga keeps trying to sleep with me. She's like, I mean, you know, you gotta pay your bills. I'm like, bitch, I just got out of college. I'm not in a high school dropout GED, got a fucking used car salesman to pay my bills situation, girl. I have skills. So, <laughs> I am bilingual with a college degree. I'm not fucking an uncle to maybe get $200. My mother told me she loved me growing up. I know my pussy's worth way more money. This is a credited pussy. How dare you? Think you can fuck me because you sold a 2004 Honda Civic? No! So. This man is like alluding to the fact that he should sleep with me. Also, they are sending me to other car lots to steal their leads and then bring it back to them. The other car lot they sent me to, that dude started paying me, so of course my allegiance and loyalty went to him. So. <laughs> Because I would just be, he's like, okay, you working on the deals or whatever, I do all the computer shit. He's like, all right, here's a couple dollars, boom. I'm like, all right, fuck these niggas. So it's time to pay me, because the last time they tried to pay me, we had to follow them to a check cashing place inside a liquor store for these mangy Negroes to give me 150 fucking dollars. And my mother said, if we do this one more time, we fighting these niggas, right? Because she had a strap with her when we went to go get the money. So. My mother's from Miami, but she also went to college, so don't judge my mama. So, 
Mary Hill Hill plays no games with the heater. So the next time we go to pay me, my brother came, my mama came. So my brother pulled up, and my, him and my mom pulled up, and I pulled up, and I'm like, yo, dude, you owe me money. You sold some shit. They told me in the office you was going to pay me. You owe me $200. What the fuck is up? Well, you know, now mind you, whenever I start a job, I'm real quiet. <laughs> you know, just taking inventory of who is who, what personalities are what. <laughs> so I know who to fuck with, who not to fuck with, right? And I'm standing outside being very nice, like, hey, man, I just want... I worked for you, I just want my money. Like, and my mom is standing there like, yeah. I got the other dude, Daryl, on the phone. Like, Daryl, they want to pay me. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. You got to get your money about these niggas. I'm like, you right. I love the whisper that you've adopted. <laughs> right. So it's like, because we're trying to be real nice, real low-key, like, hey, man, listen. So my brother at one point, he's like, listen, I got to go to work. So he left. So it's just me and my mom. Mind you, my mom is shorter than I am. I'm only 5'4". She thinks she's 5'3". We can't. You know, we don't have any proof. So we're standing out there. And so he was like, so my mother starts arguing with him, right? So they're like, y'all arguing out here. We're still trying to sell cars. So they make us go to the other lot, like next door. Because we're about to get ignorant. And so my mother's like, yo, you need to pay my daughter. We ain't playing these games with you. What the fuck? Bye, 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 bye. This snake looking ass nigga goes, you know what? I don't need to talk to you. Let me talk to my employee. Let me talk to my employee. And my mother goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he turns to me, because what he's accustomed to is, yeah, I got that, no problem. Da -da 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 -da. And he's like, Dulce, I was like, nigga, if you don't give me my motherfucking money. <laughs> now, what he did not know is that my mother's gun was in the car. And I'm standing there talking to my mama, and the whole time I'm yelling at this nigga, I keep looking at her, she keeps saying her shit. No. Because Tucker police kept, I've never seen so many fucking cop cars in my American Christian life. Kept, because we were on, we were like, the car lot was on the main, we're on Lawrenceville Highway, on fucking Front Street in Tucker. And I keep looking at my mom, and she's like, I'm not giving you the gun. <laughs> he doesn't know that me and my mother are having a conversation with our eyes. I'm thinking at my mom, I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. she's like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. like, Mama, he's still talking. I'm like, she's like, no. Because this is what would have happened. I would have robbed this nigga. <laughs> With my mom. <laughs> and because... <laughs> He was so fucked, because I said to him, I said, how fucking dare you tell me that I need to sleep with you to get my money? Who the fuck are you to say some shit like that to me? And my mother was like, oh! And I was like, see, you finna have another problem with Marianne Hill. So, because she already knew what the campaign was. She said shit to him. He's like, I know what she's talking about. That's why he said when I'm talking to my employee, like, no, nigga, you talking this weak shit because that other little broke bitch is fucking you. Give me my money. So, my mother would not give me the gun. <laughs> Because the cops kept running, and it's not—it's a 380. It's not a—we weren't out there with a fucking Tommy gun. Calm down. So, because it's not like I would have robbed him for my money. I would have took everything the nigga had. <laughs> like whatever in your wallet. Give me your shoes. <laughs> These busted ass tennis shoes. I'm finna. No, give me your shit. That little dusty ass wife beater. Give me that shit too. Come up off my shit. The only thing real on you is the belt. Give me that. I would have robbed this man. But if it wasn't for the grace of God, 
Yeah, thank God. Sending Tucker police up and down the fucking street. Yeah. Because my mama was standing there. Because it's not like the only reason. I was like, Mama, why you let me get the gun? And she was like, because the cops were coming up and down the street. So my mama would have let me rob the nigga. (laughs) There was just cops everywhere. That's, wow, jeez. All right. (laughs) I don't know why this is his favorite story. It it, it is because every time there's like a detail on a level that we get to that is deeper than the last time. I feel like it's like Inception, and now we're at another level of the story. Because there's two details in it that I never heard before. What? The manginess of the snake man. Yes. And the... Uh, he the... made dark clothes dingy. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, to wrap it up, um, my, my thing that I want to tell you is like a minute long. Yeah, it's, tell me. It's basically, I, I went on this uh, date a while back. It was a long time ago, but I haven't gotten over it. I, <laughs> I went on this date, and um, I, I was on a date with a young woman, and I ordered guacamole for the table uh, just for us to, as we got to know each other, share some guac, because everybody loves guac, I right? I can't have guac. And so then um, they gave me what I can only describe is an, a guac that had an illegal level of thickness. It was the <laughs> thickest guac. It might as well have been the avocado with the seed in it in the bowl, right? It was the insanely, and paper thin chips. Just chips. So I am trying to dip the chip, and chips are snapping in my hands. As I, and I am snapping chips and snapping chips and like and she's telling me about herself and her dreams and her goals and I am snapping chips and putting dry chips in my mouth because I feel like once I lift the chip I can't not eat the chip because then I will look extra crazy when it's not my fault it's the fault of whoever packed this ton of guacamole into an eight ounce bowl and so then I swear I'm not crying I swear that I'm not crying but a tear fell out of my head and so I don't know what to do now because I've I've and so I put two hands on one chip to try to get the leverage that I need. Why didn't you get a spoon? To lift the guac. I didn't think about it. So then (laughs) I finally, with both hands, fling the guacamole up and get some guacamole on the chip. The problem is it flings right in her face. Like all all over. She had a cartoonish amount of guacamole (laughs) from top of the head to the chin. And it hit and it hit her glasses, which worked as like a sneeze guard for the guacamole. But then the guac that hit her forehead started to drip down because she was in shock, so she was frozen. Like she didn't see the guacamole coming. And so then, and it had a little bit of jalapeno juice in it. So then it started, it started burning her eye, right? So then she started screaming. And so I stood up, which was the wrong move, because now I'm just standing over a screaming woman. And I look like I'm bothering her. What is So your... that was my new story. Oh, man. I don't Thank know you. if I have. Um, fuck. Would I have to wrap up, or do you want me to... Um, oh, we're done? No? Um, I'm trying to think if I have a story that Josh hasn't heard before, because you've heard the egg story. Yeah. Uh, wrestling? Yeah, wrestling. I, that doesn't sound familiar at all. No, it's... Um, Oh, it's nowhere as funny as yours, but it, it hit me in a very interesting way because I learned something that day. Uh, so I used to um, I used to date a mechanic because I had a 92 Pontiac that was leaking oil and transmission fluid <laughs> and had 283,000 miles on it. Um, and I was probably going to fuck him anyway. I can get the car repair. And so, and you know him tell of this man because I refer to him as uh, my ex who we no longer talk to 
because uh, he's a piece of shit, and now he's married to a bitch who's built like a can of soup. Um, <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> but I do like how you guys picked allegiance to her almost to be. How dare you? The whole is cylindrical. We've, we've Why honestly, is this my fault? We've been up here for too long, and then you guys were like, not soup lady. <laughs> Listen, it sounds like I'm being a bitter bitch. I can't care. He's a selfish ass nigga. Best to the bitch. All I'm saying is, she's built like a toilet paper tube. <laughs> I mean, it's now not, you're not helping your case. No, <laughs> it's not. Listen, there's a difference between body shaming and just seeing what's in front of you. <laughs> and what I saw was a tube with arms. So, so, so wrestling. Right. So I get over his house one day because Sundays, he works six days a week. So Sundays he didn't want to do anything, he didn't want to go anywhere. And so I get over his house like, hey man, I'm hungry, ride with me somewhere to go get something to eat. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. And I'm like, I don't, but I'm hungry. Cause he lives in like, it's, a part, it's, like, where the, it's like that in between area where suburbs end and country starts. Mm -hmm. So nothing delivers to you. And it's also 2008, so nothing delivers to you. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, I just want to get something to eat. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, one, I don't like to be in a car when a woman is driving. And I was like, and then, but the last time I had sex with this man was 2015 because I don't make good choices and I keep buying used cars. So I was like, wow, you're a piece of shit. He's also the man that told me that uh, his uncle told him you can't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. And I was like, oh, your uncle is single. Um... Because he's a piece of shit. So, like, I'm just dealing with classy-ass men at this point. I'm like, yo, nigga, I'm hungry. Come on, let's go. And so he doesn't want to go because it's Sunday. He doesn't want to be in a car when a woman is driving. I was like, you can drive the car. And he's like, nah, I don't want to go anywhere. And so I spend two hours just going, listen, I was like 24. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm threatening people in parking lots. You got to... <laughs> you got to work with me here. I am a... <laughs> piece of clay ready to be molded. And so I'm like, yo, man, come on, come on. We'll just go over here. We'll go over here. We'll go over here. He's like, no, 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 no. And then after like, cause like we'd lay down and I'd kiss him and we'd get up and it's just back and forth. No, 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 no. And then I just got to a point where I was like, fuck this. So I don't say anything. I just get up. I go sit at his desk. I light a cigarette and smoking a cigarette, sitting at his desk, don't say shit. Y'all right? Mm-hmm. You good? Mm-hmm. You ain't mad? Nah. <laughs> I'm fine. 15 minutes, dead-ass silent. And he goes, all right, just call him, and then we'll go pick it up. And I was like, okay. That's when I learned that silence scares men. Because they're used to us talking and saying shit. Ba -da 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 -da. You're used to us yelling and making all this fucking noise. The minute we get quiet, like, oh, this bitch is thinking. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think it. So that's the method that I used with him from then on. Like, if I wanted something, he was like, nah, nah, and it was some awful ass reason. I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> and I'd get one of his cigarettes, and I'd sit down. I mean, it worked for like a year. And then he was like, nah, bitch. Pick the food up before you get here. <laughs> I'm not doing this with your dumb ass no more.
<laughs> but I don't think I've told you that before. You have not. That is, I did not know how scared I, mean, I was of silence until that story. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I talked about too much. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, man. I have to apologize for that voice again. Not apologize for Dulce and Josh, who are wonderful. Who but are my, s- when I said roll it, oh, no, I tried a- doing that voice again. Andy, you know what? You, you know I accept you for who you are. Do I always get the bit? No. Do I accept the bit? Yes. So no more apologies. Stand in your weird voice truth. I will. You know what? It's just boring to have to just say, open your hearts, loosen your butts. The same. Forever? I mean, we're going to do this show for the next 40 years, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the look of panic in your eyes. Um, Naomi, when I start a project, it's forever. <laughs> I know, you see it through to the end. <laughs> the very, the, the end. actual the end, the bitter. literal end of our lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, Every everything I do has to be done. The The band I was in in college, uh, I refuse to believe we are broken up, <laughs> even though we have not played a live show since 2006. Right, you guys are just in process right now. <laughs> You're just in process. Even though half the members uh, no longer make music at all. Um <laughs> And have families and careers of their own. <laughs> I refuse. We are still doing that band. Yeah. Uh, what else? My sketch duo, even though we have not performed together since 2013 and have not <laughs> talked in the last <laughs> two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are just taking time apart to kind of just like build up some <laughs> new sketches. Sometimes you got to separate to come together. Yeah. I, I mean, get it. We got 40 years of sketch writing ahead of us. <laughs> we got to do it. I mean, can you imagine trying to put on a podcast in the climate wars? I mean, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm talking to this desert mutant. That's uh... <laughs> I was like, who's that voice? Who's he? Hey, hey, who are you guys? That's my attempt at a Mark Marin. I've never tried to <laughs> lock the gates. What is this deal? <laughs> okay, I want us to just get back to what we hey, were uh, Hey, hey. <laughs> Why do you make me feel drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen Boomer? He went out for water. <laughs> I don't know. You guys. <laughs> I love your... <laughs> hold on, hold on. You, the, the, anytime you have to pivot, it's you guys. That is your phrase, to pivot. I know that. They know that. Are you proud? It. Yeah. <laughs> you guys listen. <laughs> okay, stay with me. Focus. Okay, and Dulce and Josh has said, Josh talked about a really bad date and it just got me thinking about the dark times you know I always say um, before I met you you know I was out in those streets out in those streets of NYC and I believe in your uh, Comedy Central half hour you say I used to be a hoe well I didn't need you to remember that and say that on microphone what I was going to say was by the time I met you I was weary (laughs) is what I said in my half hour by the time I met you I said okay I'm done I'm done uh, was the I used to be a hoe cut out 
That's, <laughs> that's part of the joke. <laughs> oh, man. Andy's having to. fun. I am going to get a stern talking to it when we're done recording. No, he's not. It's never a stern talking to. The beauty of 10 years into a relationship, you can really just give a single look. <laughs> and then save all of your breath. It's true. It does. Uh, one of your disapproving looks uh, does the work of like twenty minutes of yelling. <laughs> wow. It's really, it's really uh, devastating I emotionally. Didn't, I didn't, okay, what is going on here? We literally came in in a good mood, and now you're talking about emotional devastation. No, no, no. I'm still in a good mood. <laughs> I'm saying that, in fact, too good a mood, too giddy. I'm saying that like you, one of your withering looks mm-hmm. takes the place of 20 minutes of stern of a stern talking to. But I think only with you because yes. you know me. Because I'm like, wow, if I if I had that kind of power, my God, I'd be I'd be entering boardrooms and demanding that they give me money. <laughs> so what? That's all I you don't want? know. No, I don't know what I do in a boardroom. I would demand they disband whoever's on the board. Yeah, man. You watching Succession? Absolutely not. You know I couldn't take Succession. Yeah. I tried. I watched the first episode of Succession. I said, these are some cold whites. And I said, I can't watch it. (laughs) Those are the real white walkers. Game of Thrones hasn't ended. It's just Succession now. Game of Thrones hasn't ended. You're just taking some time off to come back together. Yeah, it's part of the larger George R. Martin universe. What if Succession, like, that was a backdoor... Pilot. That's like what the White Walkers, ha- what happened to the White Walkers into the modern world. I like it, Indy. I say you write that up now. Can that be a new exciting project, much like this new Guided by Voices album you're making? Look, the Guided by Voices thing will take like a couple hours. Writing. I don't. I don't the think succession I have the, is White Walkers. I, I don't think take... I have the rights to either the Succession characters or any of George R. R. Martin's characters. So. Well, all right. Dream deferred. Uh, Naomi, I'm in Hollywood. I don't write fan fiction. I'm here to get paid, baby. Can we please talk about what I wanted us to talk about? Yes. Here's the thing. So Josh talked about a bad date. You you said you uh, were on these streets. And I was just like thinking about bad dates. And I, and I think I wanted to talk a little bit about them more so because I'm just curious to hear about your bad dates. Because, you know, I went on a lot of dates and quite honestly, a true blur. So many people are trash. But I don't. There's like a, a couple I remember. But then I was like, "That's why you your know, nickname's Damon Albarn because it was a true blur." What? <laughs> Lead singer blur. Okay. And <laughs> okay. Um, so, but you you tended to like have relationships. Yeah, serial monogamist here. So, did you ever have like any just dates? Like you'd see someone a couple times, or you ever have a date where you're like, "Whoo, this is bad." You know what I mean? Anything to really kind of toughen you up? I thought about this a lot when we were like, oh, yeah, that's a good topic to talk about bad dates. Um, <laughs> Thank you for explaining. I just had – no, no, I'm prefacing it because I did, I never had bad dates. What? I had, I had All I ever had was like mediocre dates, and I may have been one woman's bad date. Uh-huh. So basically my dating I, – I was a serial monogamous from the age of – 16 to roughly 30, 29, something like that. What do you mean? Till now? <laughs> no, no, no. But what, listen to what I'm saying. I dated I dated for like women for years at a time. And then I had like a handful of hookups and things like that in between. But I wouldn't call those dates. Oh, you guys, you just see how embarrassed he gets when he says it. It's so cute. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, 
remember last episode, we are sex mute. <laughs> That's true. We're Not sex- sexless, just we don't talk about it. Yeah. Sex mute. But the the thing is, um, when I moved to New York, and I'm my roommate at the time, an old friend of mine, was he just got divorced, and he was like getting back out on the streets, and uh, he signed up for OKCupid. And I was uh, in New York. I was single. I'm like, oh, I guess maybe I'll sign up for OKCupid too. Yeah. But I was unemployed at the time. I just moved to New York. And uh, two weeks after that was the financial crash. <laughs> and the job I was supposed to get uh, evaporated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I was unemployed. I was uh, taking improv classes. <laughs> yeah, sexy. Sexy. Uh, and... It that's not a great combination. <laughs> if you are an employed woman in her late twenties, you're not looking for <laughs> um, you're not exactly looking for a dude who's like super into Mr. Show and Upright Citizens Brigade who is bringing no income. <laughs> Enter Naomi, the one who wanted it all. Well, you recognize there was more under the surface, I think. But I so I went on a lot of mediocre days, and then there's one woman who, I guess, was a friend of a friend. Like I did a lot of OK Cupid uh, dates, which mm-hmm. were just like a lot of boring people. Um, I don't know what was about what it was about my profile that <laughs> that if you were ha- had no personality, you were like, I want this guy. <laughs> But there was one woman who was like a friend of a friend on Facebook, and she actually asked me out on Facebook. Ooh, love uh, it. Retro and she, throwback. And she was cool, but in an, I, I remember like in the middle of the date, like I, this is why I say like I was someone's bad date, where like I was just myself. Mm-hmm. But she was like a professional woman. She was, I think she was a producer or something at, I want to say PBS or something like that. Wow, okay. Um, but like, uh, you know, and she was an adult. Yeah. <laughs> talking to essentially a child in a man's body. <laughs> and I, re- I just remember, like, I wasn't actually sweating, but I was emotionally sweating. <laughs> you felt it. You really yeah, felt yeah, the yeah. difference there. Yeah. And I'm just well, like, yeah, in the UCB 101 class, we learned how to yes and. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. She talked about you after like, that. <laughs> <laughs> she she talked about like, you. Yeah, she's like, well, you know. Uh, we're thinking about a, a getaway to upstate New York. And I'm like, uh, me and my improv friends go to this uh, improv competition on Wednesday nights at the pit <laughs> where we each get five minutes to do a set. Uh, just three of us. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so I think I, I was someone's bet. But it wasn't disaster. It wasn't like yeah. Josh's. I don't think I've ever been on – I've had disastrous relationships. Okay. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Well, I definitely have. It's funny because, like, as I said, you know, all a blur. But then I was like, oh, crap. Oh, my God. There was one that I remember that was, like, so bad. Okay. I went on a date with a Greek artist. I think he was a painter. Would you say artiste? No. Mm -hmm. No. His name was Jorgis. Lanthimos? (laughs) Yes. I went out with Jorgis Lanthimos. Director of uh, (laughs) The The Lobster and The Favorite. Um... And we went out, and he was he was a starving artist, so I guess I have a type. It's <laughs> like I did not realize, I did not hope to do that twice. But he, we had like met the night before, and I remember it's like stuff was like he didn't have a cell phone, so he would like call me from like his job, or was it just or was it just a coffee shop he went to? Can't remember. Oh, no. Can't remember he's working there or was just hanging. And then 
Sometimes when people leave half a pastry left over, I swoop in and grab it. Well, don't stop it. Let me get to it. Oh, no. So then he's like, for the, for the day, he's like, why don't we go take a walk in the park? Which is like, okay, fine. Like, it's like, I get it. You're broke. I do want to, like, talk to you. I'm not I'm not mad at that, really. But while I was mad at it, we met. It was like a summer. I think like it was summertime. And we met up at, like, 7 p.m. So I'm like, that's prime meal time. You can't. Ask me to meet up at seven and then say, let's go walk. Mm-mm. I'm hungry. Okay. And I've even, you know me before a date, I've, I've had a little snack. I don't want to show him full on monster mode when I'm hungry. But we should, we should say this. I just want to set the picture. I, early on in our relationship, I remember learning that like when you got hungry, everything falls apart. <laughs> and I remember one time we were like, had to wait for brunch. I brought a granola bar for you. Cause we were like, it was like an hour wait. Yeah. Some of that New we York. We went to Brooklyn. For, yeah, exactly. I, I lived in Greenpoint at the time. We walked into Williamsburg. Someplace cool and cute. And you were like, with an nibble hour wait. on this. Cause I know you're going to be tripping, but then it's something. And then here's, and then we're taking a walk and I was like wearing like a dress. And like the first thing he goes, he goes, he goes, why aren't you wearing a thong? I can see your underwear line Ew. early on. And it's like, okay, what are you coming up in here talking about my fashion choices? Number two. Is his last name Cisco? No, I totally want to call him out, but it's like, I don't know. He was like very angry when I stopped talking to him. And I'm like, you know what? He is like liable to be out in these streets. He's liable like. to be liable. <laughs> and then we we stopped in Whole Foods just to like grab something small. And he like went to get like a granola bar or something. And he was like, and he goes to get, he's like, you know, if I wasn't with you, I would just take this. Mm. He was like, but are you going to, he's like, are you going to be mad about it? I was like, yes, don't get me involved in your accessory to commit robbery. How the hell are you going to steal some oats from Whole Foods? How are you going to steal a bar of oats from Whole Foods on a first date with a person? You know, if he got caught, he would have been like, it was the black woman who did it. Oh, you know, they would have thought my ass did it. And then it was like, so then he, and, and then he had to make, and then I go, of course, when I say yes, he like tries to now make a joke. And he's like, oh, oh my God. He's like, I'm kidding. Did it. I was like, no, you weren't kidding, bitch. You <laughs> wanted to take them damn oats and you knew I was around and had to figure out how to deal with it. And then oat thief. We, we leave Whole Foods with the oats he begrudgingly paid for. And then. We're walking and we're sitting on a bench and then someone stops, some guy where I was like, and he literally goes, you guys are a very attractive couple. First of all, I was like, okay, did you pay this guy to come walk by here and say this? How hot was this dude? He was cute. Mm. And then he was like, and then, and then the guy was like. Do you have a six pack? Yes, hush. And then I was like, I said something like, we're not a couple. Again, you guys, I'm so sorry. This story is going so slow. It happened like 12, 13 years ago. But then he goes. I was like, oh, we're not a couple. And then the guy goes, Yorgis. He's like, oh, we're not a couple, but we're trying to be. Ew. Homie, we about 42 minutes into a date where you done tried to steal a granola bar. We ain't trying to be nothing. We ain't trying to be nothing right now. And that was like literally one of the worst dates ever. I was like, he sucks. He had a tank of geckos in his apartment, which I did know because I did go there at a later date. So the oat thief had geckos. Wait, you went through it. So, so hold on a second. Hold on. Angie, my self-esteem was low. This is the interesting part is that despite the the fact that the oat thief, that the Greek oat thief. <laughs> the Greek oat thief. That the Greek oat thief uh, was gross. Was it the six pack? Was that where you're like, I got to I gotta feel that guy's abs? 
He was a very physically attractive man, and I was curious. I can't fault you. Thank you. Uh, but wait, so was there was there a third date? I don't think so. Okay. So I don't like, think so. So was he bad in bed? <laughs> but like he just wasn't, he wasn't good enough to have all that pro- all them problems. <laughs> if you're going to come in with all these problems, you better be doing something. And he wasn't doing nothing to make it worth it. So that was like one of the worst. So truly hey, a nightmare. Single dudes, remember your shittiness can be offset only up to a point. Only by up your to physical a... attractiveness. <laughs> I mean, it is sparkling personality. Like there were things I just like. You know, I've never known how how to walk out of a situation. Like when early on, you're like, "Ugh, I don't like this vibe," or you are like rude. I don't know if it's like we as women are taught not to make waves because of the fear of like violence or some sort of retaliation or if it's just like a self-esteem thing with me personally. Like I wish I had been able to like 10 minutes in just be like, you know what? I'm going to go like because that always feels like I've never been in a situation where it instantly felt bad and then come out and it's changed. Do you know what I mean? Like if I got the bad vibe 10 minutes in, it's not like it was so much better by the end of it. Yeah. Um, but I like, never knew how to like just say, you know what? No, thank you. Bye. And like, Excuse just me? get up. You're a psycho. I'm going to leave. Exactly. And I even tried to what the kids now call ghost. I tried to ghost him. And but you literally tried to ghost him. You like put on a sheet and you cut holes out. Yeah. I haunted, eyes I haunted him. I haunted him in his sleep. <laughs> You're like, Naomi has died. Yeah. I tried to haunt him in his Sorry, sleep. Sorry. You can't go on another date. But then it just mean I had to hang out with him in his geckos. Your ghost. He had a tank of geckos. The O Thief and His Geckos. That sounds like a Peter Greenaway film. <laughs> the Cook, the Thief, the Wife, and His Lover. The O Thief and His Geckos. The Greek O Thief. Um, <laughs> the so, Greek O Thief and His Geckos. You know, I just felt like I really like related to what Josh had to say about the guacamole situation. And, I, and it just made me so grateful that, Andy, I have you now. And we never have to go out in that dark world again. Okay, guys, we will be right back with another hilarious set. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. And we're back with another hilarious set. You see how that happens? Sometimes you have to say it, and then it comes true. Set an intention. Uh, Naomi, who is in this wonderful set? Ooh, baby. This next set, oh, I'm so excited. It is from... Jess Salomon and Iman El Husseini, they are married stand-up comedians from Canada who perform together as the comedy duo The El Salomons. Separately, they've also done so very much. Jess has appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and written for the sketch show Baroness Von Sketch. Iman has two albums that you can get on iTunes, Handsome Daughter and Unveiled. So they are really coming through a true power couple, you guys. Get into it. Roll it. This is so much fun. 
Um, yes, this is exciting. We are uh, an actual real life couple as well. Um, we, yeah, we do still have sex. Um, we do. Thank you. When our phones are charging, that's <laughs> that's how we do. Happens. We're a, a Jewish, a Palestinian, Muslim, lesbian, married couple. Yes. Uh, thank you. We, uh, that's not how our families uh, no, reacted no, at all. That that's uh, we're uh, we're very woke. Thank you. We are. Uh, we are. <laughs> I like to be oppressed in the streets and in the sheets. You know what I'm saying? That's my. It's very kinky. That's my thing. Um, yes. We're we're also uh, from Canada. Uh, yes, we walk amongst you undetected. That's. <laughs> How we're doing immigration. Okay. <laughs> we are, you know, Canadians, we're usually such a humble people, but with everything going on in your country today, we're just like, hey, you like me now? <laughs> bitch, how you like me? We don't say bitch in Canada. I apologize. That's not nice. That okay, was I'm too sorry. much. That's, that was too they much. Didn't like I that, lost no. all of them. Okay. <laughs> But we are we are here legally. We are. I know you tell like me to them. tell people. You tell like them. me. I said that for you. Yes. Um, no, because Iman <laughs> likes me to tell people that she's the one that got the green card. Yeah. yeah okay, yes. Exactly. A lot of people assume it was me because white. And um, <laughs> but it was her. She but was it was me. It was yeah. me. I got the green card for doing this, yeah. which is so insane. I got. I know it's so. Na- <laughs> I got approved. She believes in you. <laughs> into this country on the basis of being an alien of extraordinary ability. <laughs> Unbelievable. The American Immigration's office believes in me more than my parents do. It's so. <laughs> so How do you crazy. like me now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my category of immigrant is a uh, dependent. It's my favorite thing. It's, it's um, my favorite. It's her yeah. nickname. It's her yeah. nickname. I love that. The Dependent. It sounds like a Matt Damon movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Dependent in the relationship emotionally, but it is uh, officially my category of immigrant. I don't know if you guys, if anyone here is is here as a dependent um, in America, but anyways, uh, the way that you, uh, if you come over a land border like we did from Canada, as the dependent, you have to um, physically cross over the border behind the green card holder. That's how it works. <laughs> Guys, it was the best. I felt like an Arab man. Like, all right. (laughs) Three steps behind. No eye contact. Come on, woman. Yalla. Let's go. Really into it. Um, (laughs) Too much. I, you know, speaking uh, uh, of the traditional family. Right. um, You know, I often think about how if Trump gets impeached, like Mike Pence is the next guy in line, you know. And he, yeah, he believes in gay conversion therapy. We're just trying to make gay people straight. It doesn't work. It's harmful. Not on board with it. Um. What I am on board with, though, is making people gay. Um, yeah, right? Iman wasn't even gay before. Um, I did that. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I, did. I, I converted her. Um, not to Judaism yet. No. <laughs> Just to gay, but, you know, we do live in New York and you are in therapy, so... Almost, almost Jewish. Jewish. Almost you know, Jewish. we're getting... We're getting there. It's true. It's true that Jess is the first woman I hooked up with and I married her. Because I'm obviously, yeah, thank you. I'm obviously a traditional Muslim woman. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Uh, People are often surprised to discover that I'm Muslim because I don't necessarily fit the profile, right? I'm not a hijabi or niqabi. I'm more of a cleavagey Muslim. That's my category. And apparently I sound like a Brooklyn Jew. You do. When I speak English. <laughs> you do. That's because I learned how to speak English watching Joy Behar and The View. This is yeah. what happened. That's 
They hear it. They can hear I, the I Joy know. Behar. Absolutely. They're like, we're in Brooklyn yes. and you sound Jewish. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you fit in. A lot of people think that you're Jewish. They think, you know I what? Mean, not a lot, but it happens sometimes it, that you're confused. You in know? our relationship, yeah. I pass for both Jewish and yeah. Muslim. You, yeah. though. No. Like, neither. No. Neither. No. No. <laughs> Yeah. Just like St. Patrick's Day Parade. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. No, but this is the thing about Jewish people is that I've, that I've told you is that, that when we like someone, uh, we need them to be Jewish. Like, it's this weird... Do you know what I mean? Like, we just... Like, my grandmother refused to believe that Stephen Colbert wasn't Jewish. Like, until her dying day, she refused to accept it, you know? And we get so excited, like, when, like, you know, Scarlett Johansson... My grandmother discovered she was Jewish at some point. It came out, I, I don't know, not that she was hiding it. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, she's a complicated celebrity in many ways. But, you know, but my grandmother was, like, so excited. She was telling my cousin Joel, who was single at the time, she's like, Joel, Scarlett Johansson is Jewish. She's like, she's still not going to fuck Joel. Like, I don't know why you think she's not coming to Shabbat. I don't know why you... I think it's going to happen. But, like, the opposite is true, too. When we, like, don't want someone to be Jewish, it's like... Weinstein, Epstein, are those Jewish names? I mean, who's to say, really? You know what I mean? It can kind of... Is it German? Who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> are the, okay, anyway. Um, very overrepresented like, no, on Jewish. the sex trends. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, but Iman was in the closet for a long time, and I, I, it, was, it, was, it, it took a little while for you to come out. That's but when the thing. You, when, when I came out, yeah. you wanted me to come out, and I'm like, Well, of careful. course, I did. When, and it, when I came I out, I should have been it careful. Was, I know. It was a lot. Yeah. It's PDA all over the city is what we're trying to say. She's, like, very affectionate in public, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot, you know? And I'm not saying you me and your parents want you to go back in the closet. But do. I mean, maybe yeah. we both, that's where we agree. Is like, that's the only thing. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. It's, yeah. yeah. You ruined my life. I did. You ruined yeah. my life. Yeah. So, I, if that's, that's I was fair. a cool person once upon a time. Before this, I this fell in love. This is definitely the Naomi. I was, Naomi. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, I was so I'm cool. A, I'm cool like a, a, Andy. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy's cooler. Sorry, Andy. Andy. I don't mean to, you know. Okay. We're never getting <laughs> booked again. No, okay, okay, good. I, uh, you ruined my I life. Did. Okay, I used yeah, to be, and my career, obviously. Okay, also, I, uh, yeah. I used to be a cool person, you guys. I used to be such a cool person. Now I spend my days tagging her in cute animal photos on Instagram. I'm a fucking loser. I'm a fucking... You have to know the kind of person I used to be. I was the kind of person when I saw happy couples on the street holding hands, I walked in between them. So they're like, go of each other's hands. Now I talk like a baby. I talk like I'm 30-something years old. I talk like a baby. Who came up with this concept to talk like a baby when you're in love? It must have been some kind of influential pedophile or something. It's so gross. It's so gross. And I'm so whipped. I'm so whipped. <laughs> last night, I swear to God, last night after dinner, I asked my wife if I could have coffee or if it's too late. I swear, and I did it in a baby voice. I'm like, baby, can I have coffee or is it too late? What do you think? Is it too, do we have to go home? What do you, she's like, I don't know. We might, you might be too young to have coffee <laughs> or too old to be doing this voice in fucking public. I don't know what to tell you. 
So that's the sexiest baby that's I've sad. ever seen. <laughs> baby. No, but you don't know how to turn off that baby voice like in public. That's the whole thing, right? Like, I mean, no one's gonna admit it. I've asked audiences like who's in a couple that baby talks. Who baby talks? Nobody ever they always leave you hanging. Okay. But you know what? You guys do it, whatever. The thing is is that you know, you have a switch that you know not to do it in front of other people. Like you leave the house, it stops, right? But she doesn't have that switch. We were in the subway, it was it was winter. I put on my jacket because it, it was winter and this one was like Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Who's going to keep warm? Yes, you are a good girl. Yes, you are. Who's and a good girl? Everyone on the subway thought I had special needs. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell Okay. Um, but I feel like you've, you've calmed it down. You've learned your lesson. I'm, da- I'm never talking to you in public. Uh-huh. And I'm, not, I'm not going to touch you in public. It's over. It's That's, all done. Um, I yeah. can't. You know, yeah. it's, she's an extremist. And um, <laughs> Arabs, am I right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down, Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did ruin my life. Okay. I, yeah, so we work out at the gym, they, not yeah, to brag they didn't or anything. Think we were, uh, they're but like, you're on a good track, but keep going. Yeah, okay. I know. They're like, lose another okay. 10 pounds before. Okay, okay. so uh, after working out, we hit the showers, mm-hmm. right? We're not the a showers. football team, no, but, but all right. Yeah. English is That's, my third language. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a flex. <laughs> After the shower, I get out uh, in the locker room. After the shower, I notice my beautiful wife is sitting there drying on a towel with her beautiful, bare, freckly back just sitting there, you know. So I go to kiss her back. I kiss her back. It's not my wife. It's not my wife. We're banned from Equinox. (laughs) Also, I I just just want to... I want to clarify. I don't just like dry on a towel like that. <laughs> I change in the bathroom stall like a person who's ashamed of my body like everybody else. <laughs> I feel like they need to know that. Right. I, uh, we also look very different. Yes. Yes. And they know, might have seen that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if you know. But also we have a, one important difference. Uh, Huge difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody's like, how do you guys make this work? This beautiful relationship. You know, uh, she's Jewish. You're Palestinian. How could this work? And uh, I got to tell you, that's the least of our concerns. Yeah. I'm a Leo and she's a Taurus. And that's just... Impossible. Leo, Thank you for Leo, Leo, Leo month right That's now. Sad. The best way to get out of a fight or an argument with Iman and just be like, I think someone just tagged you in a photo on Instagram. Like, and she's like, where? forgot I'm it. Gone. Completely. Yeah. She's on her phone. She yeah. has to see. Any Leos? Okay, this astrology is not an astrology crowd. No, at all. Um, okay, sorry. I shouldn't have inter- So we, we do look very different. Well, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, we also yeah. look very different. Like, you're very, you're very sweet <laughs> so looking. so smooth at prompting you. With it. You're okay, very, yeah. yeah okay. You're very, very sweet looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, people react to us differently because you're so sweet. You, you know, you're very smiley, yeah. very nice looking. Thank you. Very. You're not okay. nice on the inside, wow. but on the okay. outside, yeah. very sweet looking. But people react to us differently because I'm not sweet looking, right? So Jess could say something so awful, people don't hear it because she's smiling. <laughs> we'll walk into a party and she'll be like, oh my God, this party sucks. And everyone's like, yeah, Jess is here. I walk into a party like, hey, how's everybody doing? And they're like, does this bitch want to fight? What is her problem? What is happening here? I have been told that I have resting go down on you face. For sure. (laughs) 
I don't know. Like, like women sometimes complain, right? That random men will tell them they'd be prettier if they smiled more. It's never happened to me. I'm already like preemptively smiling, and it's not. I'm not happy. I'm just scared. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> that's my body's chosen Darwinian response: is to unconsciously flirt with men to protect itself. <laughs> it's like, oh, you didn't ask to see my tits. Well, here they are, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're already out. Okay. Um, it's actually no. crazy how many people have asked me if my wife is single by any chance. This is how flirtatious. <laughs> I don't even realize I've been on yeah. dates accidentally. Um, at least three times. At least in our yeah, yeah. three times for sure. Anyway, yes. Um, um, we have to go soon. But so let's let's see. You know, maybe we'll people are wondering how do we. Oh well, make this work. How do we make this work? You can't. You can't uh, <laughs> drive together. This is the whole. Yeah, thing. Yeah, this is a very like our. If we wanted, if we had to dispel like one piece of, maybe you guys are like, this looks perfect. How do we get this? <laughs> I okay. love that's your biggest laugh the whole yeah, night. Yeah, you're like, like, this looks no, perfect. This is She's how like, do oh we God, avoid what a it? joke? Yeah. No, but the, the, this <laughs> is the thing. If if you do uh, want to have a healthy relationship, you want it to oh. last. Don't drive together. Yeah. And this is a very good reason to live in New York, actually, because you can avoid driving. You know? I know, everybody thinks we moved here for showbiz. No, but we actually dr- yeah. yeah, driving takes here. years off That's a relationship. It. You can't. Yeah. Iman is a nightmare behind the wheel. Okay, let's take this it is, easy. No, you it's know, very just. It's a serious. You have issue. to be more neutral when you present. Okay, a how, how would you like to say it? I have uh, road rage okay. a little bit, a little bit, but you never take my side. You never take my side. Well, you know, I'm not going to be the Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, to your Donald Trump. If you're going to get us killed, you know, no, I'm going to say something. That's not what I'm asking for. I could it is. literally come home stabbed with the knife still in my mm. body, and you'd be like, what did you do? That's uh, not right. It's not right. I- <laughs> I would take care of you and call 911, but I would wonder what you said. (laughs) It's not right. And in what tone. Yeah, I would. No, but okay, maybe you guys are like, oh, Jess, you seem uptight. Maybe she's a good driver. You're overreacting. Okay, I'll give you guys two examples, okay? Neutral, neutral. Pretend, same temperament. No problem. You know, you guys. Again, be neutral. Okay, neutral. Neutral, you know, men in black. Everything's erased. Okay, with so okay. I don't. I don't have no. Is that how? Okay. <laughs> so one time, Iman hit another guy on purpose. His car hit another car on purpose to teach him a lesson. It was because the middle finger was not apparently enough. What if for he her. didn't see the middle finger? You know what I mean. Thank you, one person. Oh, Thank no. you. But that's what I thought bumpers were that's for. That's not like what you bump bumpers into are them for. To teach them that's a lesson. Not, like that's not. That's not. No, it's not. No. Bu- that's not no. what bumper. To, bumper to bumper means traffic. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Exa- maybe that wasn't enough for you. Example. Example number two. Iman's in the passenger seat. I'm driving. She reaches over, and honks my horn. Guys, she lets everybody cut us off. Like everybody is allowed to go. You just—I don't know how we get on. You know, where are we, we going? Can't, I just, you know, we're comedians. This is obviously this an is emergency. Very, uh, we obviously have to get here on time. Here. But it's just, you know, it, I'm just building up karma, letting people in for like when we really need to be somewhere. Anyway, she lets me drive this one time. Okay. You guys, it you, sounds like Saudi Arabia though. Okay. Um, <laughs> She obviously didn't get the memo that they could drive in Saudi Arabia. I know it. I know women can, yes, and give it up for them, but this one in particular should not be on the roads. And it's not like I want to drive, but you let me drive this one time. I did, yeah. And And it was fine. No, it was was very cautious. No, no. Iman made a U turn on the highway. It was not a highway. It was not a highway. 
What was the street called? It was called, a two-way road. What was it called? HWY, but it wasn't, like, it was still... And I did the U-turn very cautiously. You U-turn, you, you barely slowed down on the I shoulder. I slowed down barely on the shoulder, but the guy you. coming no. from the opposite side kept honking at me, so I thought he was like, go, 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 you know? So I just He's went. like, what, what the fuck are you doing, lady? Anyway, I thought he wanted me to go, but then he kept honking. Right. So I stopped the car to see what the problem is. I just, obviously, he had a problem. Yeah. So you pull over. So you, I pull you stop over. on the highway. He stops next to you on the highway. Now yeah. there's just, everyone's just stuck on the highway. Roll down the window. Do you want to tell everybody what he said to me? No. <laughs> so he says, you're a fucking cunt. And my wife replies... I agree with you 100%. This is... So this is how this marriage is goes. Yes, you guys, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. This is the best. Give it up. Andy and Naomi, thanks Naomi. for having That might be the tightest set. that, And it's because they perform together, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ever yeah. had on the show. I know. I love that. I love that though, because remember we were talking earlier at the top of the show about being roasted, and I feel like Jesse and Molly they roast each other, and yeah. I think roasting is a strong foundation for love. And I loved, I loved hearing it. I related. Soon when I start driving, I may also become problematic. So just be prepared for that, Andy. We got decades of roasting ahead of us. <laughs> One-sided roasting. I'm you the, got- I'm the, uh, I'm the chicken. You're the grill. <laughs> guys thanks so much for listening to this episode we will be back next week we love you deeply bye bye Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, Don't you ever forget it. Only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Baller Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you. You get your podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we can find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. 
Episode 1 of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.